0: Welcome to the Carl Reader Show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Be Your Own Boss podcast and today I'm delighted to be joined by Carrie Green. Now, not only is Carrie a best-selling author of She Means Business, she's also an entrepreneur in her own right and has built the Female Entrepreneurs Association. So Carrie, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
1: Excellent, so um, tell us, who is Carrie?
0: Um, I am somebody who likes to dream big, I think first and foremost. I want to live an amazing life, but I also love building businesses and helping other people, and I'm also a new mum.
1: Fantastic. (laughs) So the important stuff, tell us about Baby.
0: I know, he's four months old. What's his name? He's called Casey. Okay. Um, And it's just been crazy, actually, transitioning into you know being a mom and building a business and um, with me my team's virtual and it's just it's it's been a massive learning curve um, but it's been amazing to think of um, the the lifestyle that I have that enables me to be a mom stay at home and also keep working um, and have that flexibility it's
1: it's amazing, Incredible. isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Fantastic. So unfortunately, I'd love to talk Kids All podcasts. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll certainly talk war stories about my kids, but um, actually, I just want to talk a bit about your business background. So t- tell us more about your first business.
0: So my first business, I started in 2005, I was at university in Birmingham studying law, and. I'd run out of money, basically. Um, and so I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so alongside looking into job opportunities, I started looking for other opportunities as well. And so I there was an opportunity for me to become a reseller selling mobile phone and lock code.
1: OK. So this is up like when you had the Nokia 3310 yeah, exactly. and you type the code yeah. in. OK. Um,
0: yeah. So that opportunity came up and I just thought, you know what, I've got no clue what I'm doing, but I'm just gonna give this a try because it was way more fun than selling ice cream at Circuit Soleil, which was the other option. Sure. (laughs) And so I literally just was like, well, I have to figure this out. How am I gonna make a website? How am I gonna get people to the website? And so through asking questions and Googling, I created my first website on Microsoft front page. It was hideous. Um, and discovered Google AdWords as a way to drive traffic to the website and to get people to buy and quite quickly realised like what was possible with the internet. Really? And, uh,
1: and was it just a case of the more money you chucked at advertising? Yeah. The more Okay.
0: It was just such a high demand for it, sure. and um, it was one of, like, we were one of the first providers actually offering that service, and it was just mad. I couldn't believe it. There I was in my little, small little student room, Studying law and then also coming home in the evenings and building this online business like some crazy person, um, but it was amazing. And then I, in my third year, I went to night school to learn more about web development. I read books. I read the E Myth. I, you know, read a lot of um, marketing books, and I just soaked it all up. And then when I graduated from university, decided I was going to carry on building the business rather than keep, keeping on down the legal route. And it grew. It, you know, it's doing so well. Um, but then I also felt really isolated because I was living in Birmingham, a lot of friends had moved to London and were on grad schemes, and I, yeah, there I was working from my spare bedroom, um, and there would be like days when I just wouldn't leave the house. I mean, any online entrepreneur knows what it's like when you work, 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 Yes. you love working, but then you just think, what is going on in my life?
1: And I think a really important point here is the work that you're actually doing, I'm presuming you weren't physically unlocking each phone no. <laughs> time after time, yeah. but, but work insofar as finding new ways of promoting, yeah. was that the day yeah. job?
0: So, yeah, exactly. So it was looking into moving beyond Google AdWords into SEO and to all these different things that we could try out. So for example, we did YouTube videos, we got, you know, customers sending testimonials and sorting the website out so yeah just doing all of that kind of stuff and it was amazing and I loved learning about it but I just felt really isolated and I had loads of guy friends that ran businesses and when I would go networking I'd go networking with them and as much as I loved that they would always you know go out for a beer and sure. it was different it is different like yeah. let's be honest about it and there's nothing wrong with that it's perfectly fine but i was just like where are the women so i can just drink some wine and talk about all the challenges and, and of it building is a, a very business. it's a
1: very real problem you know yeah. i know that when i first started going networking which probably about the same time as you i would go into a room and it would just be full of people who all look the same now worryingly i'm starting to look a bit like them in terms of yeah, but why they're, um, you know, heading towards middle age. They're balding. You know, I'm describing myself now, but back then I was, I, you you could look, and it was a sea of people who yeah. all looked the same. Yeah.
0: yeah, And I didn't resonate with it really, and I wanted something it was in, that was inspiring and that you know fired me up and that resonated with me, and I just felt back then there was nothing like that that existed. So in 2008, I actually came up with the idea for the Female Entrepreneur Association, or to create a platform to connect women. Um, But I, at the same time, was just so afraid to do it because I thought, who am I to do this? Like, why would anyone you know, want to listen to me. And so it literally stayed an idea until 2011 when I'd had so... I got so fed up with myself that I was like, I've got to do something. Enough's enough. To do yeah.
1: OK, so tell us more about the association. So um, you decided to go for it. Um, how, how did it go? <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I decided to just commit to doing it and it was just a commitment to see what would be possible if i just tried to create a platform that would inspire and empower women and bring women together Um, and i i created a website i was very clear on my mission it was to inspire and empower as many women from around the world to build successful businesses and it still is that mission to today so it helped me get really focused um, and then it was just really about how do I get this message out there to the people who would be interested in hearing it and being part of this. And so I just used social media like LinkedIn at the beginning sure. and Facebook and just used those platforms to drive awareness of what I was doing and I and also networking offline, like I was networking so much up and down the train to London like a yo-yo. Um, and just slowly but surely it began to build momentum and um, and develop. And, And You know, I didn't actually make money with it for the the first two years. In fact, two years into it, I had spent and invested all my money into it. And so I was totally broke. I didn't have any money to buy Christmas presents. Um, And so it was kind of like a struggle. And, you know, so many people say to me like, oh, I'm not making any money. I don't know if I can keep going. And I'm like, I think if you've got Something that you're passionate about, and you want to make it something, then you just have to keep going. Yeah. And
1: so, um, just I, I'm going to give the listeners some context, if that's okay, because if they haven't heard of your community, you know, we're not just talking about a local mums networking group having, you know, maybe five people round a table for coffee. <laughs> um, this community on Facebook is about six hundred odd thousand. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a real scale. Um, how how did you scale it up from starting a networking community to to such a big movement,
0: um, I think it was through being really clear on that mission and therefore being able to attract the right people. I knew who I was trying, who I was speaking to, and so I was trying to do something that would have such an impact that they would want to go and tell other people sure. t- about how amazing it was. Um, and then, you know, aside from that, really just utilizing social media. So you know, there's a lot of noise with social media, there was back then and there is now. And I think that it's so easy to feel like you want to do everything and be everywhere. And I and I realized, you know, like with my first business, my focus at the beginning was Google AdWords. And so I figured out how to become amazing at Google AdWords. And so with this when with the FEA I was like I can't keep hopping around from different strategy because I'm going to get nowhere and so for me I kind of looked and assessed the situation and decided that I wanted to focus on Facebook and that was going to be my main platform and I was going to just grow that as big as I could and so by doing that it forced me every day to focus on well how can I grow this how am I going to actually make this work and because all my energy was going into that it just helped me to build momentum so much faster and so I just discovered different ways to create engagement and to get more followers and then I discovered Facebook AdWords and Facebook AdWords Facebook ads and um, and then that just transformed everything you know Facebook ads are still as powerful now as I think they were back then um, and it just enables you to get in front of your audience and if you if you know what your message is and you are all about going above and beyond to deliver amazing value to those people then you will thrive you know
1: absolutely so um, just for the listeners um, I, I agreed with Carrie earlier but we might well do a second podcast where we might dive into some more details um, but at the moment we're going to give you a helicopter view of just the wealth of knowledge that this lady's got and she's also a best-selling author so um, tell us about this so she means business.
0: So funnily enough, when I started the Female Entrepreneur Association, or before that, I was in quite a low place because I knew I wanted to create the platform, but I felt frustrated because I just wasn't allowing myself to do it because I just was like, who am I to do this? And so the kick up the backside to actually do it was because I created this success mission for myself where I thought, what would be possible if I conditioned myself for success to achieve a dream life, these incredible things, and I actually thought I got clear on all the things I wanted to achieve. And then I thought, I'm gonna go and buy a journal and I'm gonna start documenting my journey because one day I'm gonna turn this into a book and Hay House are gonna publish it. And what I write in this journal, wow, so you predicted that yeah. Hay House
1: would write it. So, when
0: as I was right, as I would write my journal, I would write it knowing or thinking that one and day, and you didn't it's know Michelle book. before. No, I didn't know. Yeah. I wow. didn't know anything know anything. Um, I had no connection with Hay House other than just being a fan of that author's and work. Um, and then, in every year it was a goal, you know, write the book for Hay House. And in 2012, I wrote the first draft, and it was bloody awful. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of like a heavy goal of like, I really want to do this, but I just, I'm not quite there yet. And um, just weird stuff started happening, but then. And in 2013, I went along to a Hay House event. Gabrielle Bernstein was speaking. So I queued up with everyone else to get my book signed. And when I got to the front, I said, Would I be able to interview you? And, you know, what's she going to say? No. (laughs) As if. And so she was like, Oh, well, here's uh, my, you know, person from Hay House she can help you it's like great so then I started to speak to the Hay House team sure. and you know be there connect with them build relationships so then I was on their radar and I was at the same time working really hard to build my platform to create real value and so in 2015 I think it was I got an email from the commissioning editor Amy at the time and she just said I've been following you for about six months I love what you're doing would you be interested in doing a book and Fantastic. I was like what
1: <laughs> that is amazing yeah um, Carrie we're gonna need to leave that there unfortunately um but we are going to dive into some rapid fire questions so this is a chance for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better um, and find out who is the real carry but also to extract some nuggets of wisdom from you um so the first one is if you were to set up a mastermind group with three other people dead or alive fictional non-fictional who, who would you include
0: oh gosh um i know this is a bizarre thing to say but my dad because i feel like he's been the biggest inspiration for me. And I always want to sit down with him and just talk to him about business stuff. Um, Oprah Winfrey, just because I just think she's amazing and I love all the mindset stuff that she talks about. And, um, oh gosh, I don't know, I'm freezing up. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, probably like Richard Branson. He's just created phenomenal success, hasn't he?
1: He has, fantastic. Um, So the next one is, what would you advise yourself? If you were to go back and to advise um, Student Carry when you're starting your business on the side, what, what would you advise yourself?
0: Um, just really focus on conditioning yourself for success because mindset I've realised is the most important part of building a business whether you realise it or not because it, you know there's so many challenges and obstacles that arise and it's really about how you respond to those challenges and obstacles and you know sometimes I've not made the progress as quickly as I could have if I'd have just reframed my mind And sure. so I think I'd go back and just tell myself bloody get on with it just you know <laughs> just do it Something's not being so afraid Do
1: you know um, pretty much every guest has the same advice <laughs> over so, uh, quite as you just pull your finger out and get on with it what's the worst that can happen um, what book has had the most impact on your life um, apart from your own of
0: course <laughs> I'd probably say one of them is the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber I yeah. just you know I read that when I was building my first business and it was so transformational for me such great stuff in that book
1: it, it really is on so many different levels as well fantastic and the last one that I'm going to ask you is what is the best purchase for around 50 quid that you've made in the last six months that's had a good impact on your life
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh,
1: come on, you're a new mum. There must be loads of gadgets and...
0: Uh, oh, well, aside from the bouncer that my I put my child <laughs> in so he can bounce away while I do some work. Um, I bought a book, actually, recently. It's called Retention Point. Okay. And for me, I think it's just been such an amazing buy. It's full of the most amazing tips. If you've got a membership site and even not if you don't have a membership site, it's just been...
1: Brilliant. So that's Retention Point by Robert Scrobb. Yes. Okay, I'm going to be having a look at that myself. I haven't got a membership site, but I'm just interested. So um, the other one I would give you as a top tip is um, as a new mum, have you come across the baby milk making machines?
0: No, what is that? That
1: will be. So the next time you're asked this question on your next podcast, yeah. that will be the best £50 you can spend. At two <laughs> o'clock in the morning, um, my wife and I bought one when Junior was about two months old. And rather than mixing up the bottles and so on and so forth, it's like an espresso machine for babies. Oh, wow. You put the bottle underneath, click the button, and it makes it. What wow, top amazing. tip? <laughs> great, thanks for that. <laughs> um, Carrie, listen, it's been amazing. We've had some uh, a great overview and some great tips. Where can the listeners find out more about you?
0: Um, over on the website femaleentrepreneurassociation.com or on Instagram, it's at I am Carrie Green.
1: Probably Brilliant, best. Carrie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank thank you, you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D and T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com. QuickBooks, helping UK small businesses stay on top of their finances.